Hey guys, it's Mandy here. I want to tell you a funny story. A couple of years ago, um, I started noticing I was getting younger in the mirror. And that's a great feeling, let me tell you. <laughs> I would look at my face and think, wow, it's amazing. The older I get, the better my skin looks. The less wrinkles I have, the more flawless. I kind of feel like I'm getting younger as I get older. Well, by the way, I am praying that and believing that. So, <laughs> I, But I am going to tell you, this is a funny story because I am praying that and believing that. And I saw that in the mirror and I uh, kept seeing it. And one day this horrible thought dawned on me, which was, man, I did get eyeglasses recently because I've needed them now suddenly for reading. I wonder if maybe I'm not seeing my skin as clearly as I used to. And then <laughs> I started realizing, oh my goodness, um, yeah, with the magnifier, which we kind of do when we're older as ladies, to put on our makeup, I realized, yep, yep, the wrinkles are starting to show and it. I am not looking younger on my face. So that is just a funny story. But the reason why I want to share that with you is because, you know, as we get older, um, I'm praying that those things do not uh, happen to us and specifically I'm believing it for myself because I believe we can actually get old and we can be young. We can just pass into, um, you know, uh, <laughs> what the Lord has prepared for us in the next realm. We can, we can pass there uh, without actually having to experience sickness. But nevertheless, that's not what this podcast is about, but that is the introduction because um, so it is in the spirit um, a lot of times uh, with people, uh, with any of us. So sometimes we think we see and we think we hear, but we're not actually seeing correctly or hearing correctly. We're deceiving ourselves just because we simply haven't got our our spiritual senses fully awakened. And um, Jesus actually said these words. He says, if the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? And he talks about it in the context with eyes. If you go back to the scriptures, he says, when he's talking about the eye, he says, the eye is the light of the body. And then he says, if the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? And what he's saying is that the eye is meant to give us the ability to see God. And he's talking spiritual. He's saying our spiritual eyes, our ability to see God and discern God is the light of our lives. It opens our lives to light. And any light that we're going to experience in our life is connected with our this grace on us, this ability to see God. And then he says, but if the part of you that is created to see God, which is your heart eyes, the ability to discern God, if that part is in darkness, if it is blind, how great is your entire life? How great is the darkness in your entire life? Is basically what he's saying is that all light in our lives comes from seeing God. And so I want to talk to you about seeing God. This is a message for everyone because the Bible talks about two different types of wisdom. And we think about wisdom as um, you know, sometimes we think of it as knowledge. I know this much, I know that much, but wisdom is actually something um, that is a spiritual revelation. And But the Bible talks about two types of wisdom. He says there's a wisdom of the world and a wisdom of Christ. And the two are very different. The one wisdom, and if you want to look this up, it's a super study. If you go to 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 2, um, if, you, if you want to look that up, he talks about something. I want to read it to you. It says, 
Um, we speak a message of wisdom among the mature, but not the wisdom of this age or the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. Um, we speak a wisdom of God that is secret, that has been hidden, but that God has destined for our glory before time began. And then he says, none of the rulers of his age understood this wisdom, because if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. And then he says, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love him. Guys, can I give you a little bit of a feast in a few minutes? Because this is going to bless your socks off and help you to understand the way you think, the way others think, and the way to navigate your life. So first of all, there are two wisdoms. And there is a wisdom of this age, which actually is a type of wisdom. It's a type of wisdom um, that is kind of parallel to the wisdom of God. And a lot, you know, the enemy always raises up something that is a pseudo of the real. So it is a type of wisdom. It's a type of spiritual understanding. But this type of wisdom of the age, the spiritual understanding, it's blind. It's darkness. It does, it, it may feel wise. That's the thing about it. It may feel wise. It may feel logical, but it's not the wisdom of God. And he says that, this is Paul speaking, he speaks the message of wisdom to the mature. Because a lot of times, even as believers, when we're not mature in our faith, that means we actually haven't, what matures us? Have we thought about what matures us? Think about a child. A child matures as they begin to experience life. They actually get some knocks, some injuries. They learn what to do, what not to do. And that creates a wisdom in them. Well, a maturity. And then as we get older, we get gray hair. That increases. Um, but not to say everybody who's older <laughs> matures, right? And not every older child has matured properly. Maturing in the spirit is being tempered by God, which is... Um, the Lord being able to uh, allow us sometimes to go through some things in life which feel like fire, but he tempers us through that. You know, steel is tempered by, um, it, it goes through a process, the tempering, where it goes through fire, intense heat, and then it gets pulled out of the intense heat, and then it gets put, gets put back in the intense heat and get, gets pulled out. Um, it gets pulled out just before it's going to melt. And so um, it, it will never melt in the tempering process, but it, it may feel like it's going to melt. But once it goes through that tempering process, that steel matures, it tempers. And what happens then is it can endure huge amounts of stress. It can bend, it can move, and it will not break. And that is the maturing in the spirit. A lot of us, we all go, <laughs> we all go through this, um, and we, we fight it a lot of times, but... Um, the tempering of our lives is the maturing of our lives. And please don't hear me wrong because the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Tempering is never uh, to steal, kill, and destroy from us. Um, it is so that we will not break. It's not to break us. So just understand there are things where the enemy has assignments and we have to cancel those things against our lives um, that God has not designed for us. But the tempering and maturing of our lives what it does is it creates a wisdom in us. And then we're able to actually receive wisdom from other people. 
But he says later on, the rulers of this age, they crucified Jesus because they had a wisdom of this world. It was a blind wisdom. They didn't know Jesus was the king of kings because it actually says if they had known, they wouldn't have crucified him. They were blind, so they crucified Jesus. And then he says, no eyes seen, no errors heard. We've all heard of that. And we think, yeah, we... We always think that's connected to heaven. You know, like that's the scripture. We don't know what heaven's going to be like. It's going to be amazing. Paul isn't talking about heaven. Listen to what he says. He says, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed it to us by his spirit. In other words, nobody has seen the glory God has prepared for us. I believe in this life and in the next life to come because we're eternal beings in Christ it is a growing um, what he what he the glory that he gives us begins in this life and it continues as we increase into the next realm but he says he's revealed it to us by his spirit we actually have it revealed right now so we know things <laughs> we know things my husband has a, fa- a famous famous saying he's he's a pilot and he has this little poster that he loves it's of this old dog I don't know if you've seen it it's an old war <laughs> poster it says I'm I fly and I know things and I love that but um it's just a fun thing that we he always says in our house and we always chuckle over that but truly we know things the bible says we know things as believers because he's revealed to us by his spirit so the wisdom that we carry as believers is a wisdom that is not of this world but the part I really want to really help us with today is like how do we receive spiritual wisdom because it goes on in this passage to talk about we have the mind of Christ we talk a lot about having the mind of Christ the mind of Christ is we have access to that but not all of us actually walk in that so how do we walk in the mind of Christ can I walk in a supernatural wisdom for my life I'm supposed to, do you realize that? I am supposed to, all of us are supposed to have a wisdom that is not of this world, that we're able to see things that nobody else can see things. We're able to live at a higher level than anybody should be able to live. We have the King of Kings living us. We have the mind of Christ. We should be able to have solutions to our own problems, to other people's problems, to world problems, because we have the mind of Christ. But it starts at these very fundamental things. And so here, let's go back to this part where it says that the rulers of this age, they didn't have this wisdom and they crucified Jesus. Well, who were the rulers of this age? Who were the rulers of that age? Well, he's talking about demonic principalities. Absolutely. They did not know they were going to crucify Jesus, who, you know, that they were going to, by killing Jesus, they were going to actually release a seed that was going to literally break the back of Satan. They didn't know that or they would not have done it. All those demons would not have crucified Jesus. But I'm not talking about those rulers. He says uh, the rulers of this age, not only the demons, but who animated the demons were the actual leaders of that day were animating the demons of that day, right? (laughs) And uh, those were like the Pharisees. The Pharisees and the Sadducees, even though they didn't actually crucify Jesus, they're the ones that actually brought him before Pilate. And so we could even say that they were a huge, massive part, um, even though the Roman soldiers killed him. It was really the Pharisees and the Sadducees that, that incited this. And yet it says they did not know who he was, or they wouldn't have done that. If the Pharisees and the Sadducees would have known Jesus was the Messiah, they would not have killed him. So why, here I'm going to put this question to you guys, why did the leaders of the day, the Jewish leaders of the day, crucify Jesus? I speak to you as a Jew, I'm Jewish, (laughs) but why did they not see Jesus? Well, 
The Bible clearly says, and I don't have the scripture with me right now. It's in Luke. Why do I think it's Luke 11? I don't know, but you can look it up. It says, um, the Pharisees and the Sadducees could not receive the teaching of Jesus because they were not baptized by John. Whoa! Nobody teaches that us that in church. What do you mean? They didn't receive Jesus because they weren't baptized by John? What, 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 are, you, what are you saying? Well, John the Baptist's ministry was to make the way clear for the coming of the for the coming of Jesus, the first coming, which was him, you know, coming into uh, Jerusalem and coming into being born as a baby. Like he was, the John the Baptist was actually there to make the valleys become straight paths. In other words, he was meant to to prepare the hearts of man. He came, his ministry was prepare the hearts of the people because Jesus was going to come and break every religious paradigm they ever had. And they would not be able to receive Jesus as Messiah unless their hearts were ready. And John had that ministry to prepare the hearts. And the preparation of the hearts, listen to the preparation of the hearts, it's crazy. He actually said to people, repent, meaning turn your life, like turn Change your mind about the way you, you, you live life, the way you think about God. Just change your minds and get baptized for your sins. In other words, like admit like what you've done wrong. Admit the fact that you literally can't do right even when you try, right? Admit that, like realize that. Don't be ashamed of that. Like just come, bring it out <laughs> and then change your mind. But here's the crazy thing about John's ba- um, ministry. He didn't tell them what to believe, he actually didn't say, change your mind and believe this. He basically just says, repent, like just change your mind. Just just come to God and realize like, I can't do this. Like I am blind. I cannot hear. Basically, it's quite a humbling thing that he asked people to step into. And people who were able to humble their hearts and come to John and say, yes, I'm spiritually blind. I'm spiritually deaf. Baptize me. Like they didn't have an answer. John didn't say, well, this is... I've got good news for you. Like Jesus is coming. He didn't do any of that. He basically just says, just realize that you're blind and deaf and just come, come get baptized. And so the people had to come into such a humbling place. Uh, and this was too hard for the Pharisees and the Sadducees for most of them. Because they didn't, if they admitted they were blind and deaf, they were meant to be leaders. They were meant to be the religious leaders of the day. How could they admit that they couldn't see and couldn't hear? And so they would not. They pushed against John the Baptist's ministry. So when Jesus came and he said, the kingdom of God is at hand, even within you, right, right there. When he gave those words, the ones who were prepared, they'd already realized, I don't see, I don't hear. Their spiritual eyes, their spiritual ears got awakened by the words of Jesus. And they were able to drink in the kingdom and realize that Jesus was Messiah. But the Pharisees and the Sadducees' hearts were still so hard. They could not admit their lack of seeing and their lack of hearing that when Jesus came with his message, it was foreign to them. And so what I want to share with you today in a nutshell is that we are incapable without God of seeing and hearing spiritually. And the best way to discern and have wisdom and see and hear is to come into a place of humility because the Bible says God gives grace to the humble, but the proud he will um, 
I can't remember the words, but humiliate or something like that. And and, and what it, really what that's saying is, and I'm going to do a teaching. Oh my gosh, there's so many teachings I want to do with you guys, but I will do a teaching on what humility is. Humility is not putting ourselves down. Humility is not saying, oh, I'm a terrible being. Humility is just understanding that everything we receive in life comes from God. It's this, re, it's this humility is, is saying, oh gosh, everything I have is from God, my sight my spiritual sight, my spiritual ears. If I'm not hearing, I can come and say, God, I'm not hearing. I'm not hearing. I'm not receiving from you. I'm not seeing from you. Have mercy, God. Just help me to see and hear. And God is such a good father. He's going to come. He's going to pour his mercy, his love, his compassion on us. And he's going to help us to see and hear. And so guys, I encourage you in the season of history that we live in, it's so important for us to have the wisdom of God and not the wisdom of the spirit of this age which appears to be wise but is foolish because it is actually blind it can't speak it can't hear and it can't think properly um, and it is it's God's will for us as believers to see and hear clearly to have the wisdom of God you know in the season of history we are the ones with the answers to the problems that everyone is so desperately needing. So I'm going to encourage you to go after the wisdom of God. Uh, where there's an area of your life where there's confusion, just be, you just be honest and just, God, I don't see, but you see. And come to him in faith. Don't come and say, God, I don't see. Only you see. Oh, woe is me. I'll never see. <laughs> That's a poem. I just made it up. It's, a, it's fake news. <laughs> That's fake news. That's not true. The good news is this. God, I don't see. Only you see. Thank you that you love me enough that you are going to light my eyes like you say in your word and you are going to let me see with the wisdom of God. That is God's heart for you. It's his heart for me that we would have the wisdom of God and see everything with the mind of Christ. God bless you. Have an amazing day. And please share this podcast. If you loved it, if you received from it, share it around. I, I, I appreciate anyone spreading the word um, of these podcasts and of this good news. God bless you. Bye-bye.